Hello, lovely listeners, and welcome to the British Whisper podcast, the show with the right weekly news for your English learning. My name is Thea. I'm a journalist and CELTA qualified English teacher, and I will be hosting one episode weekly for you. I will analyze what news to teach you about the native English expression used, new trendy words, and so on that you can hopefully copy and paste into your own English speaking. My goal is to help you improve your English in an interesting and engaging new way. Listening to the news in English is a great way to build your fluency by learning common vocabulary and phrases associated with various topics. So, what can you expect in this podcast? I will select the different headlines and stories from the most important daily newspapers in UK and America, such as the Daily Telegraph, The Guardian, The Times of London, The New York Times and more. Please be aware that I'm a paying subscriber to all these newspapers and I encourage you to subscribe as well to one or more of these great sources of journalism. Topics covering this podcast range from current events, culture, society to lifestyle and more. Whatever your interest, there is an episode for you. This podcast series is free and has episodes suitable for many levels, from intermediate to advanced English learners. You will find a free transcript of each episode in English and its translation in Italian, as well as the links to the articles I'm reading on the podcast page that you can reach from my website, thebritishwhisperer.com. I was hoping to start my podcast on a cheerful note, but September the 8th marked a very sad day for Great Britain and the world. An extraordinary woman, Queen Elizabeth II, Britain's longest-serving monarch, died 96 years old on Thursday afternoon at Balmoral Castle in Scotland, her summer retreat. In other words, her praise for privacy, or in Italian, ritiro rifugio. All the world newspapers and first pages headlines on September the 9th were united in honouring the life of Her Majesty the Queen. Almost nobody alive remembers a world without her. In today's first episode and special edition of the British Whisper, I will take you through some of the press coverage of the Queen's death and the extraordinary life that preceded it. Going through some of the first pages of the British and international press on September the 9th, here are the most significant headlines, in other words, the titles of the articles. Our hearts are broken, said the Daily Mail. Thank you, said the Mirror. A beautiful, soft, black and white profile of the Queen is on the front of the sun, and the headline says, we loved you, ma'am. The Express said our beloved Queen is dead, as well as the Telegraph, which quoted her 9-11 words of comfort to the United States. Grief 
in other words, sorrow, is the price we pay for love. The Guardian main article by Jonathan Freeland says, she was woven into the clothes, in other words, the fabric, of our lives so completely we had stopped seeing the thread long ago. It is interesting to notice that this idea of a thread and the weaving, so making a fabric, is picked up by more than one newspaper. The Guardian, which we have just read, the Time magazine, the Times of London, as well as the Telegraph. The Times of London added, a life in service on its commemorative cover of the Queen, and noted that UK has the new King and a new Prime Minister in 48 hours. Now, let's go for a moment overseas to the New York Times. Its headline on the first pages goes like this. Queen Elizabeth II dies at 96, was Britain's longest reigning monarch. She ruled for seven decades, unshakably committed to the rituals of her role amid epic social and economic change and family scandal. Elizabeth's seven years as a sovereign were a time of enormous upheaval, in other words, difficult change, in which she sought to protect the royal family as a rare bastion, in other words, a defender of something, of permanence in a world of shifting values. Let's go back to UK with the Times. Its leading article says, the Queen's personal popularity was seen as a key factor in maintaining support for the monarchy in UK in recent years. She shied away, in other words, she kept the distance from political interventions and was known chiefly to her subjects by her presence at public events and televised Christmas messages which often emphasized the values of duty and service. This televised aspect of the Queen is the subject of an interesting analysis by the New York Times that speaks about the legacy, in other words, something that is handed down, of Elizabeth II, the media queen. The article says, Queen Elizabeth II, the longest reigning monarch in British history, died at the age of 96, leaving behind a legacy that blended the ancient and the modern with the help of mass media. Her coronation was the first royal event of its kind to be broadcast almost in full on television. Her reign became the subject of a Hollywood movie and a blockbuster series on Netflix, while her family travails, in other words, ordeal or difficult periods, offered voluminous grist to the busy mill of social media, in other words, a sort of fuel, a fodder to be uh, used by the social media. In 2007, her traditional Christmas time messages was broadcast on the Royal Channel on YouTube. And in 2018, TV viewers were treated to a relaxed, unscripted, in other words, spontaneous, not planned, monarch when she appeared in her first on-camera interview for a documentary about her coronation. 
In 2009, the royal family opened a Twitter account, which currently has about 4.7 million followers. After the September 11, 2001 attacks, she sent a message to New Yorkers, telling them, as we said before, grief is the price we pay for love. Back to UK with The Guardian that writes, What happens now? Now the country enters a period of national mourning. In other words, death, sorrow for death, before Britain's first state funeral in 50 years. The first since Winston Churches in 1965. On Tuesday, 13 September, Queen Elizabeth Coffin will land in London and she will lie in state, in other words, will be displayed in Westminster Hall, where she'll be viewed as probably by hundreds of thousands of people. Then, on Monday, 19 September, she will have, as said before, a state funeral that will be a once-in-a-century event taking place at Westminster Abbey on Monday, September 19, at 11am UK time. More words from The Guardian, Friday edition. The reaction from the politician. In spirit, she stood that's the past of stand, amongst us. The political tributes to the Queen were led by the new Prime Minister, Liz Truss, who called her the rock on which modern Britain was built. She said she was the very spirit of Great Britain and that spirit will endure, in other words, will last through the centuries. The Labour leader, Sir Keir Starmer, said... For the vast majority of us, the late Queen has been simply the Queen, the only Queen, above all else, our Queen. He added, for 70 years Elizabeth II stood as the head of our country, but in spirit she stood amongst us. Now the Time magazine headline in America says, The death of Elizabeth II marks the end of an era. It deprives Britain of a thread that wove the nation together and linked it to its past. Again, this idea of a thread that wove from the past of weaving, a fabric in which There was the spirit of Britain and linked it to its past. The Time magazine also wrote, During a 70 years reign, Queen Elizabeth II advised 15 prime ministers, met 12 American presidents, lent her name to over 600 charitable organizations and owned more than 40 Pembrokeshire Welsh corgi dogs. Quite a record. The Telegraph, as the most detailed live coverage on the Queen's death, updated minute by minute on his website. In an article written by Camilla Tamini, which is the royal correspondent since 2005, the headline goes like this. 
what made Queen Elizabeth II so special and impossible to replace. Queen Elizabeth will be remembered as a constant, the sense of somebody who was unwavering, in other words, determined, in a dedication to duty. Camilla Tomini writes, I think today the nation will be feeling a more enormous sense of loss than they might have imagined. And she added, I don't think you can have a situation where you've got the Queen on the throne for more than 70 years and someone who has been woven into the fabric of what it is to be British and not feel a huge sense of grief. Time now to move on to the other royals. An article on the Telegraph is talking about Charles, now King Charles III. Saturday, September the 10th, was supposed to be all about the accession, so the coming to power, council ceremony that officially proclaimed Charles III as king. But William, the new Prince of Wales, invited Prince Harry and Meghan to join him and the Princess of Wales, Catherine, on the walkabout in Windsor. The walkabout is an informal meeting greet. Well-wishers, so the people are wishing another well, and the media were surprised to see Meghan and Harry with William and Kate as they viewed floral tributes to the late Queen at Windsor Castle. Queen Elizabeth II famously said that it was often the small steps, not the giant leaps, that bring the most lasting changes. And in the end, all it took was several steps up Windsor's historic long walk for the Prince of Wales and the Duke of Sussex to finally put aside their differences, or at least, I would say, I hope. Accompanied by their wives, Catherine, the Princess of Wales, and Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, Saturday's surprise reunion of the so-called Fab Four, or Fabulous Four, provided us with one of the most remarkable walkabouts in modern royal history. Another curiosities. An article on the Wall Street Journal talks about royal rebranding. The headline goes like this. The Queen's death brings a royal rebranding. After 70 years on the throne, Queen Elizabeth's name, title, face and likeness are deeply ingrained, which is fixed, not just on the hearts of many Britons, but more tangibly on British coins, flags, post boxes, chocolate wrappers, gin labels and a Tony business cards. With the Queen's death, the UK has begun an imperial-sized rebrand that will slowly replace her image and title with that of the new King, Charles III. Among the items that will have to eventually be rebranded are 29 billion coins and 4.7 billion banknotes in circulation. The Guardian notices that the Queen's present is embedded, which means inserted deeply, in British life on coins and banknotes, stamps and postboxes, 
Royal Warrants and the National Anthem. What will happen with all these? Replacing them with alternatives featuring the heirs of the new monarch, Charles III, is likely to take at least two years. Especially with the banknotes and the coins. When the Queen acceded to the throne in 1952, the monarch was not featured on banknotes. That changed in 1960 when the face of Elizabeth II began to appear on one-pound notes in an image created by the banknote designer Robert Austin, which some criticized to be too severe. An image of the new monarch Charles III would be agreed with Buckingham Palace and slowly replace the one of his mother. One change in the new currency of the sterling that is really peculiar is noticed by the article of the Wall Street Journal. The new monarch Charles III will face left, while instead the Queen faces right. In fact, it has long been tradition in the UK for each successive monarch to face a different direction than their predecessor. A more subtle reference to the Queen is pervasive in the scores of consumer products that carry a so-called royal warrant or license, meaning that they are permitted to be sold to the royal family. Walker's shortbread biscuits, Gordon's jeans and boutique smoked salmon, aged cheese, liqueurs of all kinds, they have on the packaging by appointment to Her Majesty the Queen. These warrants are too expected to change. So, do you usually follow the news on the royal family, on TV or newspapers? Are you interested in knowing more of the life behind the spotlight of the royal family? Do share your thoughts with me, writing an email to the British Whisper at writeme.com. And now time for special content, some interesting idioms. Today I chose 10 royal idioms. Are you a drama queen or someone spring charming? Do you live like a king? Let's learn some of idioms about royal living. A queen bee. A woman who thinks she's the most important person in a group. Crown jewels. The most impressive or valuable possession you own. Prince Charming. An attractive and kind man that one dreams will make their life perfect. A royal pain. Something or someone who is annoying or bad. Drama queen. Someone who tends to treat situations as more serious or exciting than they really are. Live like a king. To live in a very comfortable way and with a lot of more money than you need. A king's ransom is a very large amount of money. To build the castles in the air. To have dreams that are unlikely to become real. To hold the court. To talk to a group of people who are all paying you a lot of attention because you are interesting, funny or important. To be king of something, a man who is the best at doing a particular thing. So, lovely listeners, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. On the podcast website, thebeautishwhisper.com, you can find the link to the podcast page with the full transcript of the podcast in English and its translation in Italian. If you enjoy my show, please hit subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss any other episode. 
and do spread the word. To stay up to date with The British Whisper and get all the behind-the-scenes content, you can follow me on Instagram at The British Whisper. And you are welcome to share any feedback, thoughts or ideas on topics you would like me to tell news about or how to improve this podcast by writing an email to thebritishwhisper at writeme.com. If you wish, you can get worksheets, vocabulary tasks and grammar related to each episode to help you with your learning in English. Or you can book an English lessons with me while we read an article on a topic you care about or we do conversation, like I do every day with many of my students. If you might be interested in any of these options, please write me an email at thebritishwhisper at writeme.com. Thank you again for listening all the way through. I appreciate it so much and I hope that you will take some valuable information from this episode and apply it one way or another into your English learning. Be sure to come back next week for more ins and outs, in other words, the details, on the royals, a new phenomenon that is shaking and changing how people work in the US. Until then, I'm Thea and this is the British Whisper. A show with the right weekly news for your English learning. <laughs> <laughs>